Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. I don't know if you knew this or not, but in the Gospels, uh, in the Bible, Jesus asked over 300 questions. And it seemed that his chief concern wasn't um, correcting people, but uh, helping them discover what was inside their hearts. He really targeted uh, the heart with probing questions. And there's a lesson there. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting department here at Focus. And Danny, as we apply that question-asking idea to parenting, what's the value of asking our kids questions? It's a, it's a fantastic value. And I, I have to say, Jesus was amazing at asking questions. He's a master question he giver. He really, right? really was good at it. Yeah, yeah it really, questions are, create a less threatening uh, environment especially when it's done without sarcasm, but it's truly with the desire to know what's going on. And kids can pick up on that, and they'll react or respond to whatever your true intention is. So if you're bringing big emotions to the table and you're trying to ask a question in a very threatening way to them, it's not going to go well. Um, But when we start to lecture, especially teenagers, what begins to happen is they tune us out as parents. Because they already know it, they, they've, they've heard it before, and they can almost even say it, but it hasn't gone into their heart. Mm. And that's where the questions help penetrate. They, you ask, so what is, what is it that you're needing? What are you wanting? And we've talked about that before, John, yeah. the differences between needs and wants, the shoulds and coulds, those big words where uh, a, a teenager needs to begin to learn about themselves. And through questions, you help them do that so that they can see maybe how other people feel, maybe how the, the, the ripple effect of their decision-making, because their brains don't fully have the capacity to see that. So your goal in the question is to help them see beyond what they can see in the moment. Mm-hmm. That is a great goal as a parent, so yeah. that they can keep growing. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. And uh, Focus President Jim Daly and I talked with Ginger Hubbard, who had some really helpful advice about this kind of thing, reaching your children's heart, uh, particularly when he or she disobeys. We're looking for behavior modification, that if we can control behavior, then we've got their heart. That's not true. And down the road as a teenager, you're going to find out, whoops, I didn't do the job I thought I was doing. So it can actually mask And I love the approach going for the heart. So Mm -hmm. how does that parent do that? Not respond out of the emotion, attack the behavior. How do they get to the heart? What would be a question you would ask that five-year-old? Well, I encourage, and throughout the book, every single chapter in the book deals with a different tongue-related offense. and so Which I love, by the way. So it's very specific, very practical. And step one is reaching past that outward behavior and getting to the heart. And if you think about it, in so many of the stories in Scripture, when someone did something wrong, Jesus didn't point his finger in their face and say, this is what you did wrong, and this is what you should have done instead. Instead, Jesus used heart-probing questions. And in order for the people to answer those questions, they had to evaluate themselves, because Jesus was a skilled heart-prober. He knew how to ask those questions in such a way that the people People would have to take their focus off of the circumstances and the situations going on around them and onto the sin 
in their own heart. So throughout the book, I know we talked about not having a formula, but I do have a three-step plan for each one of those behaviors, but that three-step plan is based completely on the Word of God and the way that Jesus responded to people when they did something wrong. So we can learn from his example. Well, and, and I'm not afraid of the formula. The only reason I say that regarding a formula is that some parents apply these principles, and if they're not working, they're thinking, what happened? Right. Uh, here's the problem. Every human being has free will, even your two-year-old. Mm. And the Lord has allowed that for us, and we have to choose. And we make mm-hmm. choices every day. The first and best choice is choosing God, right? Right. And then we make choices from there forward. Right. And I think that's the point of the formula, is that you will never override a person's free will, even a little one's free will. And right. so get to the heart, right. which is why I like the predictive nature of that. If you can get their heart going in the right place, it's even a greater chance that they're going to make good decisions. Right. And when we ask them those heart probing questions like Jesus did, again, that helps them to evaluate themselves and to take ownership for the sin that's in their heart, which is um, ultimately going to help them recognize their need for Christ. So, you know, you ask for a specific question. Let's say uh, disobeying. Most kids are going to struggle with disobeying. So that's a pretty common one. Um, say that you tell your three-year-old, you know, to come to you and he stubbornly refuses to obey, just ask a very simple question, honey, did you obey or did you disobey? Right. Just asking that question again helps them to take ownership for the sin that's there. And some people say, well, my child's stubborn. He just wouldn't answer that question. Well, don't get into a power struggle. Just answer for them. Just say, well, sweetie, you disobeyed. How did you disobey? Well, I told you to come to me and you didn't come and that's disobeying. And then one thing that I always told my children before administering any sort of consequence was, honey, I love you too much to allow you to disobey. And something else we want to teach our children is what is obedience? What is that? And so something that I read about in several different parenting books that I adopted with my kids was at a very young age, I could ask them, how does God want you to obey? And I could hold up three fingers, and they learned um, to say all the way, right away, and with a happy heart. And that pretty much covers complete obedience. And Mm. so the younger we start teaching them that, the younger they begin to understand what it means to obey and to do what's right. Well, Danny, I appreciate Ginger's approach to parenting, and uh, there's an important thing for us to consider, and that is that uh, we can teach our kids a lesson, but it's not going to stick necessarily the first time. I was guilty of this. I I remember just having super high expectations for our firstborn. It's like, well, I showed you once. Why why do I have to show you again? (laughs) Or I've told you four times. What's it going to take? Five? I mean, I was just really frustrated because I had these expectations. The point is we've got to be really consistent and patient and continual in some areas of life training, don't we? And realistic, right, with our expectations. I mean, think about about our own journeys as parents, but also just as children of God. God has had to be patient along the way with our imperfection and having to do it once, twice, third time, four times, five times, six times, uh, where we've we've done the same thing over and over again and asked for forgiveness. And uh, it's, a, it's a journey. It's not a one-time event as, as a parent. And what, what happens is that you get to enter those moments of instruction with your child in a consistent way. Think about sports, a sports analogy where uh, a baseball player uh, is, is considered a Hall of Famer if he hits uh, three out of ten at the plate. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes they'll hit a home run. 
right? Very, very well, and then it'll strike out the next time. In basketball, you could have the shot almost exactly the same, but you miss a shot. Your children are going to need that consistent instruction on how to manage and navigate different scenarios, different moods, uh, different times of day, uh, different feelings that have accumulated throughout the day. So scenarios are going to be very different. The behavior may be the same or the reaction may be the same. The expectation may be, may be the same. But there's so many different factors that kids need to learn how to handle. Yeah. And sometimes they'll bring stuff from school home and it didn't happen yesterday. It happened today. And you're having to deal with a similar behavior, but a different reason why that behavior has come out. That's a good distinction. So you want to explore what's really happening hmm. and how do I enter that with my child in a consistent way with the same boundary, but un with compassion and understanding that other things may be driving that behind the scenes. I appreciate that. And your sports analogy, I'll take it one step further here just to slip a word in. That would be that our kids need to practice so they're going to have to keep swinging and Very missing true. and occasionally then starting to hit the ball, if you want to go with that baseball metaphor. Um, so if you want to find some encouraging biblical parenting advice in this journey of consistently uh, coaching our kids and uh, disciplining them when you need to and correcting them as you can, uh, stop by our website. Uh, we do really like Ginger Hubbard's book. I can't believe you just said that, and we're making that available to you as our thank you gift for your donation of any amount to the ministry today. Um, uh, we've got details in the episode notes. We're also going to link over to our free parenting assessment, which is really easy to fill out and gives you a good picture of what some strengths are and maybe a weakness or two. And you'll find details, again, for the assessment and Ginger's book and opportunities to donate in the episode notes. Next time, how godly men can help children who desperately need a mentor. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.